Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good to have you with us. Uh, we have an old friend back yeah, that we haven't yeah, had in a while. Yeah, old face right there. Uh, Pastor Terry. I, we can still call you that. Isn't I didn't mean it like old that. Face. I realized after I said it, like, <laughs> that's okay, okay. That's okay. That came out wrong. Uh, the, the rest of me is old, too. An old Not friend. just the face. <laughs> <laughs> we brought a duffer in. <laughs> that's awesome. And how's he doing? Yeah. Just, just ducky. Yeah. Right. Just ducky. Right. <laughs> How are that's you doing? Um, I think... You know, it's, uh, I, I don't never really know how to answer that question because uh, if, you, if, if, if you don't have any calamities that you know of going yeah. on in your life, your tendency is to say, well, I'm doing okay. And the other thing is, is if you really tell people what's going on, it invites a further discussion that might go further than you wanted to. They want to. But I'm doing, yeah, 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 right, exactly. It's kind of like I don't want that much. No, I'm doing fine. Um, back surgery I had in December. Um, took away most of, almost all awesome. the pain, and uh, and so there's still some numbness, but that's just that's just going to be. But I'll I'll take the no pain thing, yeah. pain yeah. thing, you know, and be joyful about that. Yeah. Nancy looks more relieved. Too. And she is. Yeah, She's uh, her her uh, surgery on her hip last uh, fall was uh, successful, and she's uh, she's mobile again. And yeah. the, the warmer climate helped. It did. She walked miles. So, yeah, so Terry, got to ask, uh -oh. what did you find yourself doing in Arizona? Sitting by the pool and... <laughs> on a golf course. <laughs> no. We, no. We know better than that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, so yeah. So uh, I think where you're going with this is that uh, we uh, became... Uh, there was an opportunity there at, the, at this little group. It's not really a church, but they meet at the... Uh, at the clubhouse in this over 55 community that, that we uh, bought into down there. And uh, uh, they, they, a couple of years ago, their, their pastor had moved back to uh, Iowa, and they had a guy that had been coming down from the Phoenix area, just coming down to preach on Sundays, and he had a stroke. And so they were kind of scrambling for somebody to preach, so I ended up preaching while I was down there quite a bit. You just can't get away from it, can you? I'm not uh, trying to get no, away from no, it. No, no, I, I, I get it. God keeps ambushing you. <laughs> just, when, just when he thinks he gets out, they, they pull him right back in. in. That's right. how it works, which is good. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. I, I'm, we're really not trying to get away. So, um, yeah, it was uh, It was kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is why we're here. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, it's really good yeah. to have you guys back and in fellowship with us at the door. We missed you guys a lot. Yep. Good to have you on today as well. Do we have anything we have to announce before we... Camphouse next week, and as of right now, the forecast is actually looking good. So if you were holding out to sign up just because you were waiting to see if it was going to rain, which is all it's done for two months now, uh, it's not. It's looking like it's going to be good. Is this a guarantee? So sign up. Well, I'm not going okay. like, to <laughs> <laughs> The forecast is looking, it's looking favorable right now. So, right. Can I say one other thing about our Arizona experience? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that is uh, this, that uh, when we went down there, uh, actually early last year, um, just for a month, and uh, when we came back we uh, this, this last January to Arizona, 
uh, we were actually looking around, uh, uh, you know, for uh, some place we might plug in uh, church and, and so forth. And um, one of the things that we missed about here is gospel preaching. I mean, um, and, and it's not to say that this is the only place where there's gospel preaching, it's because that's not true. But uh, there are a lot of places that Nancy and I would have expected to be able to go to church and sit down and hear uh, gospel-centered preaching and uh, didn't. And um, it was, uh, so when we came back, it was a relief uh, to, to be sitting under gospel preaching. I think I told Brent after the first Sunday that we were back, it was like uh, getting a big drink of water for a thirsty mm -hmm. guy. And he said, well, what had you been preaching while you were I said, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I agree. It, it is good to get a steady dose of it from, you know, yeah. when we're not the ones preparing and preaching, I'm still getting it, and, and right. you guys are as well. And, yep. and that's cool, and our people are, so that's good to hear. Yeah, thanks for that perspective. Yeah. All right, well, cool. let's pray, and then we'll dive in. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Lord, thank you so much that we get to have some fellowship today with Terry and and thank you for bringing them back to us safely. We, we ask for your blessing upon what we talk about today. It's important for the church. And uh, so we just ask that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide us into truth now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the other day, Terry uh, forwarded us an email and asked us for some input. He had a friend who's been kind of taking a deep dive into this subject of patriarchy and complementarianism, which we'll define those terms in a bit if you don't know what they are. But basically it has to do with God's design for men and women and their roles in the church and in marriage, among other things. And so um, his friend had um, written about some concerns and conclusions that he's come to that we're seeing in the world today. And so we went back and forth with Terry via email and then well, said... you did. Well, oh, I guess... I'm so. too lazy. Well, most to go back and okay. forth via email. Well, no, but anyway, you did amen what he said. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <A little laughs> and you did too. Yeah. And I actually credited what, what was written in the thing. Yeah, you did. You anyway, just, so there. I'm <laughs> not affiliated. <laughs> yeah. The point was that we no, decided no, this, no, would no. Be, <laughs> this, this would be worth uh, sitting down and talking more about it together. And so we, we were going to do that and then decided, hey, why don't we just do it on the podcast? Um in more of an unscripted way. So this is really kind of going to be fairly raw and unscripted. We haven't yeah. sat down and talked about it since. And Which so, is way different uh, than any other podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah as opposed to the prep <laughs> we normally do. But, I mean, this, this could prove to be pretty interesting for for our listeners, yeah. I hope. And so that was kind of the idea of why we did that. So we appreciate Terry's willingness to do it this mm -hmm. way. Um, we're going to define the terms a little bit, like I said, here in a minute, and then also kind of talk about some of the concerns about them. But first, let me just ask this. Why is this an important topic for us to talk about today? Mm -hmm. That's a, Which just, might to, just today. Well, in our day, in, in this day and age, sure. yeah. it's always been an important topic. But why? Why today is this something that's uh, valuable to talk about? Important. Yeah, I think as, as time goes on, we, we tend to kind of buck more and more of, of God's design for human flourishing. As, as culture kind of moves, you know, leftward or, or whatever, you know, it's just more and more. You know, if there's confusion over gender right now, and then that. Like, I'm just kind of shocked that there's confusion over it. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is one of those things where, you know, more and more, you know, people are subscribing to, you know, views that, that don't line up with the way that God designed us for our good and for his glory. Yeah. And, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of cultural headwind that's kind of pushing that thinking mm -hmm. into the church. Right. right? Is, yeah. Is, yeah, would that be a fair statement? Yeah. 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 yeah, so when we talk about this probably is a whole different direction, but 
like progressive Christianity is something that you've been hearing us talk about a lot lately. Maybe you've been hearing other people talk about it. like it. That's where where culture ultimately is is strong arming its way into the church and making yeah. headway. And so the church is adjusting on things that it has no business adjusting on, right? And questioning things and playing with things that it shouldn't be questioning and playing with. And that is kind of progressive Christianity in a nutshell. And that's really where this comes from. I think we've been talking a lot about the rise and fall of Mars Hill. We're one of the problems, the challenges we had going through that and listening to the way it was presented was there was there was clearly a, a softening, like a progressive angle that this guy was taking to mm-hmm. to genders and roles and and you know headship and all that stuff. So uh, so like this is a big deal. That's why if, if it sounds like oh this is all you guys talk about now, like it <laughs> kind of needs to be talked about a lot. Right right. Now, so no, you're right, and so uh, so that's kind of what we're gonna we're gonna dive into this today, but I want to define the terms so people know what we're talking about. Also, knowing that there are extremes within these terms. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about complementarianism, uh, people talk about thick and thin and narrow and broad, but I don't know which one. I like like hard and soft because I know which one hard means you're like, you're firm in it. Soft is like, eh, maybe not. I don't know what the other ones mean. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, so the first term uh, is is patriarchy. What What does that mean? Kind of maybe somebody define I think we should refer to well, the patriarch. Well, yeah. Terry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the pedophile. I knew this was going to happen. The patriarch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that? that? That almost went bad. It, it almost did. That's why I stopped. And then I was like, oh, it's worse because I stopped. Oh, no, Thank you. Uh, so patriarchy, just very simply, is from two terms, which means father and ruler, or father and uh, first. Uh, it's the word arc is the word that we get architect from, designer, ruler, planner, the one in control. Um, The archangel is the highest angel, you know, in in heaven. So it it very simply means that patriarchy in the original Greek simply means father or husband. (coughs) Now, this isn't to be confused with father-husband oppression, which is what you were talking about, because there are extremes on all that. So... Uh, and, and one of the things that I think that it might be helpful to uh, recognize at the outset is that, uh, is that the, uh, the, the, the whole idea, you don't hear patriarchy used now because it's such a poison term. Yeah. It's been right. co-opted to mean automatically something bad. How far does that go back in the church, do you think, that, that title, that label? It's obviously older than complementarianism. Well, complementarianism was, was, as a term, was developed by the Council for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood in 1998. Yeah, it's, it's, so it was something else before that, <laughs> right? Yeah, for the church's position on that. Sure. So I would say, um, uh, I, I really don't know how to answer that question. It seems to me to be more that this kind of thing, this non-oppressive, uh, uh, non-dictatorial um um, idea of patriarchy was something that's basically been assumed by mm-hmm. the church, mm-hmm. right? More than sure. uh, because I, I like <clears throat> the concept I, I, is you guys that you know I couldn't find where any of the church fathers or any even any of the reformers or some of the great debaters that debated basically everything in the church throughout the ages have 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 even taken this thing on. So it must have been something that both sides sure. just said, yeah, that's it. Was, it it was just understood. Sure. It was I, I think sure. where you started to see it being talked about was in the 70s um, when, when patriarchy started to become a subject in the church because that's when it be, began to be challenged mm-hmm. with some of the feminist movements that were coming up and so forth. But um, but the concept has been there oh, for sure. you know, from the start. Uh, for sure. So, 
Um, so basically, patriarchy, father rule, and, and it really, um, the, the idea is that men and women are created uniquely male and female with different natures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that gets missed nowadays, but right. and, and this is just a basic fact of nature. This, this right. is the way it is. So God as, is, as opposed to only different roles, correct? Exactly. Different yeah. natures. So, yeah. so both are true. Yes, they have different natures. Actually, because they have different natures, there's right. different roles. Hundred percent. And I think that gets lost yeah. now, now because people want to say that no, there's no, that, that, that we don't have different natures. We're we're the same, and that's where the you know where egalitarianism yeah, yeah, yeah. goes, which is we're going to define that in a second too. But anyway. This is saying this is a basic fact of nature. God has made it this way. Mm-hmm. And so he has a clear design and a clear hierarchy in the church and in the home. That's kind of the idea of patriarchy, which we would all agree is a biblical thing. Right. Um, where, the, where it's kind of gone to as far as a negative idea, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, as far as the basic understanding, we agree. So, so would you say, like we just mentioned, I'm backing up just a few steps. So we talked about, we, we may not know like when the, when the label you know, right. um, came in as far as church history timeline, but that it was always something assumed. Could we say the same thing about complementarianism, even though that's a new label, that, that there was always maybe an understanding of that? Too well, let's define it real quick. Okay. Maybe, maybe let's just define complementarian, okay. and then maybe we'll see what we think about that. Yep. So I thought you were going to just jump in and define it. Oh, heck, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what is complementarian, David? It's you, you, You've got... Two genders created by God, designed by God, intended by God, that are not that are u- uniquely different by nature and by role, but they. Um, I gotta be careful how I word this. They complement each other in their offsets and yes. in their differences. That's yeah. it. So, do you think that yeah. do you think it's fair to pit patriarchal kind of thinking and complementarian thinking against each other, or? Does one fall under the other? To me, they're, they're completely agreeable. Okay. Because because the Bible is clear about headship with those <coughs> genders. Um, it's spoken to in you know Ephesians chapter five. It's spoken to in First Corinthians. It's like there, there's established headship within the the complement. So if, if it does fall under the umbrella, now again I would say hard complementarianism yeah, yeah, falls yeah, yeah. under the umbrella of patriarchy. Yep. Soft may not, mm-hmm. but. Um, but what, what would be the distinction then between the two if, if you were to kind of split hairs and say, you know, what's the difference between somebody that would say they're complementarianism? Because it was really, the idea was that this was a middle ground. Right. You know, that, that's why it kind that of That it's a compromise existence. on both sides. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of finding this middle ground between. And I think them. some people maybe intended that way. Yeah. But, right. but I but I don't I don't believe everybody does. Right. Well, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I think it falls yeah. under the umbrella, yeah. and I and I'm yeah. I'm okay with that. Depending yeah. on how you define it, that's why I sure. think it's important to define this because it always means different sure. things to different people. For sure. But what would be the if you were to say there was a distinction or a difference, what might it be? Well, I've got something to read here that might get that discussion going. Yeah. Is sure. that okay? Yes. Okay. So, uh, uh, and, and just a, a a random note here that comes from this. Uh, this basically, uh, it's a compilation of things that somebody was doing a deep dive into this that kind of engendered this whole thing. He says this, complementarianism was started as a reaction to the false teaching of egalitarianism. And egalitarianism just, I don't know why they changed the Q to a G, because if you just think of it as being equalitarianism, that everything is equal, that there are no essential differences between men and women and all that. The G throws people, but it just means equalitarianism. Not that that men and women aren't, um, uh, that one of these teaches that they're not equal in the sight of God, but 
egalitarianism teaches that there's essentially the same and there's no gender built-in hardwired differences in men and women. Right. And that, that, that their roles, therefore, are interchangeable. Well, right? they would say yeah. that they're ability-based and not gender-based. So if, if, the, if, the, if the wife's better at leading yeah. in the home, then she should lead in the home. They, they would go that. And so in a marriage is a partnership of two equals submitting to one another uh, as opposed to anybody. There's mm -hmm. no ruler. So anyway. So, yeah, complementarianism was started as a reaction to the false teaching of egalitarianism. Mm -hmm. The term complementarianism was coined by the Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood uh, in 1988. John Piper explains that complementarianism was designed to take the quote, middle ground between what he and other Christian leaders saw as two kinds of errors in the churches. In the complementarian view, a husband may only lead his wife by example suggestions to her, but he may never lead her by commanding or seeking to control her through coercive methods. And it's precisely because of the denial that male domination of woman is God's command that complementarianism teaches a hollow and weak form of male headship and female submission in the home. In other words, uh, there's some ugly words there, words that, um, you know, well, why don't you say domination? But, but stop and think about this. Um, God is very dominant, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, and we're, we benefit from that domination, don't we? So, yes. but, 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 and I know, but there's, bristle, a, there's a big... I'm still going to bristle against that statement. I think, a, it's a, I think it's a false statement. I mean, yeah. he says that, that God's plan is that men would dominate women, and I don't, I, I think that's a, I think that's part of the problem with the term patriarchal, um, or patriarchy, is that people have taken it to become this very heavy-handed... It's, it's necessarily thing. oppressive, but, but yeah. my point is, it doesn't have to be. Well, and it shouldn't be if we're if we're if we're doing it in a right. biblical way. It right. absolutely shouldn't be. It should be a beautiful thing. Right. But I think that again, the extremes are you have that this idea of brutalism that's been, and we've seen that in in this movement. You know, where where it's become very uh, brutalized form of leadership that's that's not okay. That's not godly. And then, of course, the other extreme is that you see this absolute emasculation mm -hmm. of men where they become just feminized, basically, and they're not, they're, both are, both extremes are right. kind of gross. So could we say maybe that there is uh, some crossover here, some middle ground between thick or hard complementarianism and, and soft patriarchy? Well, that's what I, think, that's what I would like to do. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, no, yeah, that's, okay. that's my goal. Okay. That's why I, I think your goal too. That's why I think it falls under the umbrella sure. of, of, of that, because I, I think that it, you know, complementarian, teaches basically that there is male headship in, in the home and mm -hmm. it's real it's not this imagined thing where it's just you give lip service to it right. but it's an actual god has put this you know given this role to man mm -hmm. by design and, and on purpose and so you know that's a patriarch that's father rule right you know but again mm -hmm. so what would be maybe we've talked a little bit about some of the um the concerns or the the, the weaknesses or whatever you want to you know however you want to phrase that with some of these things so like the patriarchal movement for instance um, the knocks on it, of course, right now, especially with, with CRT, the idea of critical race theory, um, they would say patriarchalism is all about power. Right. And, and, it's, and, and so you have the, the people that hold the power, and then you have the oppressors, and so it's automatically evil. And then if you're white, mm -hmm. and if you're a Christian, and you know, all these other things, then it just gets right. worse and worse and worse. And so it has this stigma attached to it. That it's tied to one's perceived privilege in that, in that context. Yeah. Um, and so you, you automatically kind of, you don't want to associate with a title that's right. like that. Um, I don't anyway, it's, so that the title's weird. Um, it tends towards legalism. 
I've been in those movements before uh, that are extremely patriarchal. I remember the like Vision Forum and some of these ministries that, that were uh, pretty popular in the 90s and the early 2000s um, that were very legalistic, um, almost made that the man of the home an idol, I would say. I mean, it, it tended towards that kind of um, error. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't they weren't helpful. They actually did some damage to my own family with some of that stuff where I took it too far. Um, mm-hmm. You know, was that Doug Wilson? Yeah, he, uh, he was. He had a different one. Um, this was uh, I can't remember that guy's name. He actually got he, he, the the ministry kind of dissolved because he had an extramarital yeah. affair. Okay, uh, but it wasn't Wilson. Wilson's okay. has some other. He's had some of the same things. Yeah, sure. And he's had problems in his church as well. I don't know that they were directly associated with him, mm-hmm. but th- things have gone on in the church that have been again. It, this can lend itself towards yeah, sure. abuse if it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not tempered by for sure, if it's not done in the in in the very first thing that that husbands are commanded to do, which is to love, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's the key. That right. uh, so we're 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 talking basically about two things uh, that are really in the Bible combined to be one thing. One of them is what does the Bible teach about it, and then the other is that how do we practice that and put that into right. uh, into practice, right. and. Um, because even the example, um, sorry, I didn't no, mean to right. but even the example that you gave earlier, like it, it's right, you know, that that, that God uh, controls, dictates, dominates, and it's good because he does it out of love. But when we carry that over to us, we're, we're sinful. Right. Uh, we may sometimes mm-hmm. accomplish it out of the right motive or the right heart, mm-hmm. but most of the time we won't. And, and that's where it just all gets scary and goes bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's right. And that's why the... the, the uh, the, the, the emphasis has to be on not discarding the, 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 the doctrine because, uh, because it, we have trouble, right. you know, um, in, in practice. Don't throw the baby out with the We're going to talk about the practice, practice. Like, okay. towards the end. Right. I, I want to get to kind of where we okay. land on this as, as Christians See, today. See, did know where we were going. No, he knows exactly what's happening. I know. So, yeah, but I, he, I, he, I, he that's right. Okay. We, want, we want to get there. <laughs> right. But first, let me, let me, so we kind of defined it, I think, and, and we've talked about some of the concerns. Yeah. I think the concerns with egalitarianism is that they just ignore the, the plain teaching of the Bible. I know if somebody was listening to that, they would say that's not fair because they would say, well, it says there's no longer any Jew or Gentile, male, female. They would go to verses like that and try to say that that's where they build their case from. But that's not the point of that verse at right. all. You do all things um, through a verse. Well, and you have context. to ignore an awful lot of clear text. <laughs> a lot of them. I mean, from yeah. Genesis to Revelation. Even if you got a verse, you got to explain these 50 yeah. other ones. You have right. to take the verse in the universe. <laughs> there you go. The, uh, the universe <laughs> of Scripture. But having said that, so now we kind of understand the, the pressure because we now live in a very egalitarian society. And, and these pressures now are finding their way to the church. So maybe talk about some of the pressures where where uh, the church is experiencing today because of this. <clears throat> I think the, pre- the pressures are, you know, people that would say that the Bible's teachings are out of date or, you know, antiquated wrong or, side or of whatever. History. Yeah, wrong side wrong of history, side of history. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing yeah. that, that maybe we've moved beyond, you know, like they might uh, agree that there's a context of the Bible and, and maybe it's a patriarchal context, but we've moved beyond that. Mm. Uh, and, and so we have this pressure to conform to, you know, popular opinions of the day. And that's probably always been there in the church, you know, insert, you know, whatever the issue is. But, you know, that's definitely an issue of our day is you know, gender roles and, and God's design for men and women. And, and in that, I feel like, like when we, when we try to apologize for something, especially the church, well, any group, yeah. we, we swing to an extreme. Sure. And so, like, in a sense, we're, 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 this is penance. Like, we're making up 
for for years of of abuse in the church. It's the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Like we we now need to like, yeah, we we need to pay back what we've taken for generations and generations with spiritual reparations. What's been experienced, yeah. right? <laughs> and so that that's that's what I believe we're we're doing in the church is we're saying, you know what, that was ugly, that was wrong. Let me make it up to you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we tend to swing much further than yeah. than is necessary because we're trying from to, error to error. Yeah, and then and then you're off in the weeds in another direction, yeah. which isn't helpful. Oh, well, just the pressure to to want to be you know, liked or popular, or or maybe not even that. Just the pressure to you know, to not ruffle feathers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we want people to to come in and hear the message, and so we can you know compromise on the message with the good intention of, you know, if we're not too hard on this, then it's not going to push people away. Well, and especially if the goal of the church <coughs> is to, 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 you know, bring, like, the seeker-sensitive idea, you yeah. know, bring people in at all costs and keep them <coughs> at all costs and grow and grow and grow and make money and make money. I yeah. mean, you've got to be careful what you say nowadays. Right. So so what are some of the compromises we're, we're already seeing? But I, uh, I think that there, there's two, there are two, there's probably more than that, but there's two that really jump out that the church has always, in, in my lifetime, has always struggled with. And one of them is, uh, is something that the, that the scripture deals with over and over and over and over again, but the church really seems to have a hard time uh, assimilating in that. And, and that's this, that, um, that the world says, culture says, that submission necessarily implies inferiority. That if you're subjecting, you are therefore inferior. And there, it's a direct line. Sure. There is no, I mean, those two things are welded together. And the Bible says that's not true, you know. Uh, and, and we know that. I mean, Jesus Christ subjected himself to the Father and yet was in no way um, and, and, and was subordinate to him, but is in no way inferior to him, right? I mean, that's one of the bedrocks. I actually think you're hitting right now on like the, the, the greatest benefit to the complementarian piece is what you're talking about with, with value. Just because you, your role is to come under this role doesn't mean you're less in, in value, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's probably the ben- right. biggest benefit of what it tries to bring to light anyway. So, okay. Yeah. And, and the second thing uh, that uh, that I think the the, the, the church has had, had a backlash to that they've kind of gotten from the culture, and that is that um, if you're suffering, if there is suffering because of subordination, that is proof that subordination is wrong. Yeah. And 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 I think the church really can't whether it's hard. Complementarianism yeah. or soft patriot, wherever we're yeah. going with it, we, we those are two humps that the church has to get over in order to be sure. able to even accept this teaching. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I think that, that he brought it up in the, what he wrote um, in the email, but we see this all over in society, and we're okay with it. You know, you 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 go to work and you have a boss, and you're subordinate to that boss, and it's understood. And you know, we we are okay with that, but we right. wrestle against the idea of, in marriage or in the church right. for some reason. Which to me is evidence that it's people really rebelling against God, you know, and the idea of hierarchy right. in sure. general um, bothers people. But, um, but yeah, it's the whole archy thing, whether it's hierarchy right. or patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, right. right. We don't right. like archies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think what we're seeing right now too, if you know, if anyone's following the news, like the, the SBC is dealing with you yes. know, gender roles in the church right now yep. in a very public way. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, it just doesn't seem like Scripture is pretty clear, and, and there's a wrestle there with you know. 
what we would say is pretty clear in Scripture. Yeah, it's a it's a hard one to get wrong. Like you, you pretty much have to outright reject Scripture in order to come to a conclusion other than what it gives us. Yeah. In, in when it comes. Well, to and we're already yeah. seeing that. I think we're seeing that even in churches locally that we we've known. We know the leadership and stuff, and it's they don't have female elders, um, but they will have all kinds of people with the title pastor uh, that are female now, um, even though they technically aren't really an elder agent. Agent, that's mm-hmm. become popular too. Really? Special agents. <laughs> we know that. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Hopefully they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Distinction. Well, we didn't give a difference. Yeah, right. we didn't. We're saying but, it in but, love if, if you're listening. We do giggle at it though. We appreciate <laughs> it. But I think that's one of the things where the you know somebody that's under the patriarchal movement would not compromise generally in that area at all. Whereas in the complementarian thing, I, you know, one of the things I, I think we probably try to do is let, let's find out what's not forbidden by scripture and make sure that we're not just permitting it but even pursuing that for women because women are a gift in the church they have gifts to use in the church they have areas and not just like kitchen duty or something like that but um, i can think of several women just off the top of my head that make an, a, a really strong impact in body life and in what we're doing mm-hmm. as a church and we want to pursue those avenues that we're able to and not just you know shut that down completely because we don't, you know, slippery slope and all right. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that's been the challenge, I think. You know, I think patriarchal movements have a tendency just to say, nope, and that's the end of that. And maybe the complementarian view allows for that a little more. Is that fair? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's fair. If there was a difference, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just popped into my head, so I went with it. But that's good. He's thinking. The wheels are turning. Yeah. Well, That's uh, a broad brush, maybe. But. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really do think, though, that um, you know, the, the, the titles uh, of, of exactly what you call things can actually be counterproductive here. Yeah. Um, I think we need to affirm what the Bible uh, says to affirm and, then, and, and teach that openly, but at the same time, um, you know, be focused on the uh, execution or application of that in love. Uh, we need to, in other words, we just need to keep... Um, Telling husbands uh, to love their wives and wives to submit to their husbands because it just says that over and over and over again. Now, this can be done at a this is my chip and this is your chip kind of way, or it can be done in a friendly, um, uh, exciting, exploratory way. Let's see how let's see how this thing works out, you know. Uh, and but 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 without leading with the title. Leading rather with what the doc, uh, what the Bible declares about it, and then just um, and, and then focusing on the practice of that because it has been blown out of shape. No, so you, bad. Rid- you don't want to bring that baggage into the, right. the into what the Bible's teaching because I think if you look at what the way Jesus treated women, especially um, even the women that we would look at in society as inferior and underneath us that had no value, he treated them with absolute dignity, respect. Yep. Um, and, and, and love and value in a way that is an example for us. And I think that we, you know, anything that teaches us that women are inferior or that they have less value than us is, is a problem. And, uh, you know, that's not at all what the Bible teaches. In fact, if you look at any Christian nation and the way women are treated versus sure. nations where, where Christianity has been, you know, completely rejected, it becomes very obvious that, right. um, you know, the way women are treated under the Christian umbrella generally has been extremely good and, and again we don't we don't have to apologize for that i think sometimes we have to again this idea that you were talking about before oh sorry that we're the way we are and right. 
It's like, no, this is a beautiful thing that God has designed, and it works. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're doing what God's told us to do in marriage, it works. So, mm-hmm. And when we're not, you see the well, result of that. But. It, it works, and even as it's being worked out, because these things are not natural. I mean, all the way from the garden where Adam was in a, a leadership role, a headship role, he ran from it. Where the woman was in a submissive role, she ran from that, right? And it's 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 been that way all along, and uh, just just to keep encouraging uh, one another and and the roles that the that the Bible gives us, you know, going forward, even as that's being worked out, and it's, there's trouble along the way. That is not our default position to submit to God as leaders or to submit to God as those who are subordinate to their husbands. Neither one of them. But as that's being worked out, even though there are bumps, there are setbacks, there are trials, there are all those things, I believe that that is glorifying God as we work through those problems instead of saying, hey, you know what, if we just dumb this down and go around this way and do an end run, we don't have to deal with this stuff. You, you see what I mean? That the problems itself, working through the problems itself, I believe are to the glory of God. I was having a kind of a neat conversation with my sense? no doubt. Having no a doubt. good conversation with my son in law the other night and just talking about that um, you know, the way Joy has accepted this role and done it under the Lord and, and what it's mm-hmm. what it's wrought in my life. And again, I am trying try to make it all about me, but I, I look at so many marriages and I look at so many situations now where, where people are in counseling for these things where they're not being fulfilled in life and so they have to go and figure all this stuff out and unearth this stuff and joy just making me feel like a man. Yep. And, and believing in me and respecting me has done more for me. You know, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. Um, you know, not terrible, but, I, you know, I, I couldn't watch Field of Dreams without crying. I mean, it was that kind of thing, if they yeah. can imagine that. You know, I always felt, you know, she... Did, crying? I know. Is that what he said? I still do that. <laughs> so, but that's not true. But she just has built me up and built me up to where, you know, and hopefully I've, I've done the same with her and made her feel secure in, in the love that, you know, I've shown her. When we fulfill these roles under the Lord, what it does in marriage, and Jake was saying the same thing, He's McKenzie's already doing that in his life, and it was so cool to, to just see that that affirmation of mm-hmm. this is important, this really matters, and it really will do what it's intended to do in the way that we need it. That it's even the, the best scenario that we have, right? right. Like, like that's the whole reason why it's been instituted and created that way is because God knows what's best for our joy, for our well-being. And so, like, the, the difficult thing that might have been mentioned in the email or maybe my response is that we do this with every doctor and we'll, we'll, we'll take people that, uh, that misrepresent living out properly a doctrine and then say the doctrine must be wrong right, right? which is ultimately in my opinion what what this is right where people mm-hmm. when people start categorizing and falling into different things or rejecting you know something that's completely biblical is because i've, I've just seen it abused too many times so how can that be right right well it is it is right when it's done right you know which mm-hmm. is what we're talking about yeah well you've got a you've got a, a, a perfect doctrine um given to broken people mm. Exactly, but uh, but to throw out the perfect doctrine yes. and to hope it make it better when you still have broken people right. is, is worse. It's right. a losing battle. Yeah. But again, what's what's the you know what do we what do we what's the cost? I mean, look at what's happening right now in our in our society as we have denigrated masculinity and, and as we've tried to er, erase gender and, and roles in gender. What what are we seeing? Yeah. What's the adjective that precedes masculinity? Toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you almost think of it that way. It's almost a sh- it's shameful now to be right. masculine, to be a man. And that's I mean, think about that. The way God has guy, wired you to be. Yeah. I read a guy recently who, in 
response to that very thing is like alpha males are bad and he declared himself a beta male <laughs> and, and this whole idea of a beta male is really being an emasculated man and, and being soft and, and, and like and he's kind of loud and proud about his you know, being a beta male just thought that was interesting well it was back in the 90s where they talked about being a 90s kind of guy mm. you know touchy-feely and you know not not masculine you know in, in some of the ways that the bible describes uh, our masculinity yeah and the bible was already like the bible's on to this right like when we reject um you know just the precepts of god um like it ruins everything like this is romans one like the, like the yeah, right like, like the bible already knows the outcome and has warned us of the outcome sure. of of not you know believing what what we've been given yeah you know so yeah and 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 if we could just say something about I, I think what I think is the larger context uh, of this whole thing is that uh, it has to do I, I believe with the revelation of God and the expression of God through his church in creation in that as God um, you know re is revealing who he is in Genesis 1:26, I mean way back at the beginning he reveals himself as male and female mm -hmm. which are distinct and, uh, and, and to, uh, to blur that or to say that those distinctions don't exist or that they're not important um, is to, it's actually presenting a, 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 more, a distorted picture of who God is because sure. that's his self-revelation. Yeah. These are the image of God, him and her. Mm -hmm. And when it's more than just the functionality of this. Right. I think it has to do with a, you know revelation of God and who he is and his chosen I might add um, uh, expression his his kind of walking around wallet picture of the gospel is marriage mm -hmm. right yeah. in which there are these roles mm -hmm. right so anyway yeah. I, I think it's a I think it's a huge I, I think it's a cosmic and I think that's one of the reasons it's being attacked and I, it always has been attacked yeah. but but particularly in these, can we say, yeah. the last days? Yeah, well, we, we can say in our in our immediate culture, like maybe our nation, like maybe this hasn't been a thing that's been prevalent where we live in this country, but it's been prevalent in every society that's ever existed before us. Well, it's even been we in go our, there. It's even been in our country. I mean, I, you can go back and sure. just look at, you know, think about the way Bowie was in the 70s and, right. and you know, the New York Dolls. And right. You saw a lot of these men that were wearing women's clothes and right. it was always done. But it wasn't prevalent. Shock value. I would go back to colonial days. But you know, those dudes yeah. were wrong. Some of what those dudes were doing <laughs> the back The ties and the wigs? Yeah. How did that <laughs> suck through the cracks? The, the powder stuff. Yeah. And the, it's just like, what are, what are we doing right now? That is bizarre. This, this, is, this is trouble. I see it. It's awesome. Yeah. High heels and stuff. Yeah. Buckle shoes. Yeah. And then they uh, grab their musket and shoot. That's kind of stop, stop. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a disconnect there somewhere. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> we lost the trail. <laughs> so I mean pre prevalent, like promoted. <laughs> Like popular, like celebrated. good, yeah, celebrated. celebrated. Yeah. Like yeah. we've we've come to that that place now. Well, and I think yeah. that's what we're seeing is that we're, we're seeing so many people now that it, some of it's just to get attention. It's, you know, I remember what it was like when you were a kid. You know, for me, it was grow a mullet and get an earring, and I was, you know, that was the beginning. I, too. I was, yeah, I know it's shameful <laughs> now, but but you know, now it's it's you have to have you know different pronouns than everybody else, and and. Um, because it's just a way that you know, but so much of it comes down to the fact that we don't have an identity that's right. Um, yeah. that we're searching sure. for some kind of an identity, 
and we're looking in all the wrong places. And again, we, we tend to do, like you said in Romans 1, where we, we shake our fist at God and said, oh, you made me this way. Right. Check this out. Watch right. watch where I go with this. Right. And it's, um, it's the condition of man. So none of exactly. it should be that surprising to us in some ways. Right. But it comes back down to finding that identity that God has given us right. and, and embracing that, you know, the good identity and the good design, the good desire of God. That's the only mm-hmm. way we're ever going to feel right in this, you know, in any sense of the word right. Anything beyond that, we're never going to. Which the church you know, needs you know. to uphold and yes. stand firm on because the world will not. Correct. And so what, where, where is that truth spoken? Where is that truth <clears throat> celebrated? Yeah. That's why we have to protect the church with these doctrines, and we have yeah. to know um, and and be okay with what God has said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. E- even though they're they're culturally um, very unpopular, yes. As a matter of fact, they are um, automatically equated with hating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it, and it's not know, that it's we not. Right. we we can't wilt under that what somebody else calls Correct. it because yep. this right. is what the Bible says it mm-hmm. is. Okay. Yep. But again, so much of it is the way we, we um, interact in those situations because, because there's a lot of people right now that just get so angry and so hateful towards those people, towards anything that's different or weird or that mm-hmm. doesn't fit into their category. And, and, it's, and we come at them in a very unloving way. Right. And that, that can be a problem yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so yeah. you know, we don't tolerate mm-hmm. anything and everything, but right. again, we, we have to be... We can't be jerks about it, and, and I think very often we are, because again, this comes Absolutely. down to the this comes down to the fact that this is a person that is deceived, that is that, that, that the answer that is is coming, you know, it, it's the gospel that's the answer, right. and that's what's going to fix it, not not our tirades or our whatever yeah. we, you know we think, and that's what that's what ultimately fixed each one of us, and that's what's going right. to yeah, it's that's the, what's going to correct those their, that come at us that way are as we once were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we believe and promote these things not because we're offended at the opposite of them, but because mm-hmm. we believe what God yeah. says, yeah. And, and we love the that's things important. that God loves and love the people that right. God loves. Mm-hmm. So, so there's those that don't think like us. Sure. Yeah. So there's two, like, like we want to be right as Christians with what we're, we want to teach truth, but there's also a right way. Yeah. To yeah. teach truth and to uphold, and, and that's that's really where the church has kind of gotten a lot. It's of the it. speak the yeah. truth in love. Yes, um, that matters. And yeah. again, yeah. if you're if you're coming at somebody that is is truly lost, yes. and confused, and has an issue with identity, and is trying to find an answer, um, we have that answer. Yeah, and, and to be able to right. form that relationship and, and hopefully get to that point where we can we can point them to the the true answer in right. Jesus. Well, or even in the in the instance where. Um, uh, it, it, it's not even at the discussion point. It, it's more kind of like, well, what kind of life do you see when, when uh, uh, those outside the faith uh, see us with marriages where it, it seems like, you know, these two are more together than they are separately, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there, there's something going on here that is really, really good, you know. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is an enjoyable thing. It's a beneficial thing. Um, when they see that in the way, like you said, the way that we practice it and not so much the way that we push back against their stridents, you know, about their being, you know, coming at us. Yeah. Okay, well, um, we've kind of tipped that our hands. That was easy. Regard. Well, yeah, except Are for the, where we land. We all believe that God has given um, man authority uh, over <clears throat> his family, over his wife, and over his, his children. That's he's, by design. He's mm-hmm. designed that. Uh, but then how we wield that authority and how that plays out practically it becomes the issue. And so, so where do we land 
there, you know, as far as uh, we, we've, ta we've talked about our orthodoxy, now we talk about our orthopraxy. You like that? That's, uh, good word. How does this work yeah, that out? X throw, <laughs> that, that X throws off people just like the G does in egalitarian. <laughs> just put, take the X out and put a C there. <laughs> practice. Practice, yeah. Yeah, how do, we, how do we practice these principles in a way that is God-honoring and biblical and not, not the, the, the ugly extremes that we've seen? Yeah. I mean, we've already referenced them, but you know, Ephesians 5 you know, yeah. gives, gives us a blueprint of, you know, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church, uh, yeah. and wives submit to your husbands. When you when you think about that, practically speaking, um, you know, Jesus support, it's, it's, it's cool that Jesus fulfilled both of these roles. Right. You know, he, he did mm -hmm. submit to the Father, he know, and so wives have a, a, a role model to look at and to, to follow, and, and, and Jesus also is the head of the church. And so we have, so we get to look at that. And that's for us what we need to focus on. Sometimes I think as men, we tend to focus on what the woman's supposed to do. Right. <laughs> she, needs, she needs to do that. We need to focus on what Jesus has told us to do. And loving your wife the way that Jesus loved the church. That's a much higher bar than, it's than hard submitting to your Because husband. it means you're, you're, you're giving yourself away. You're setting your, you know, you're putting yourself aside for yeah. her. Right. And, and if we're doing that well, right. I don't know a woman in the world that, that really uh, wouldn't benefit from that and be okay with, you know, again, it's not that she's supposed to do that regardless of what we do, but we can certainly make their job a whole lot easier in the way that we, you know, the way that we do this. Um, and, that, and that verse is so often like misused or even mistaught, right? So like if we're, if we're loving our wives like Christ loved the church, it means that first and foremost, we, we, we are sacrificial. Yeah. We are protectors. We are Restorers, you know, we're, we're fixers of things that are, you know, otherwise broken, right? Um, but but we're doing it out of a heart of love, meaning we what's best for them, not for us personally, but what's best for right. the entire unit, right? And this is where it goes um, haywire. But a lot of times it, that that that's taught as like the woman is to submit, right, to the husband, and then the husband is to love. Christ, which means sacrificial, which means he submits even on a greater level. And it, the whole thing gets twisted, and it doesn't mean that. It, me, it just means that we always have, you know, everybody's best interest in what it is we're trying to lead them into or out of. Or, you know what I mean? So it, it just easily gets convoluted, that, right. whole, mm -hmm. yeah. that whole part. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we submit greater, right? Yeah. It, it means that, that we love greater, which, which changes the... The decisions we make, even right. if they hate the decisions we right. make, yeah, and, and that's that's kind of where the, uh, um, you know, the, the 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 servant leader idea comes in, right? Mm -hmm. That men, um, husbands, are to express their servanthood in leadership, right? Mm -hmm. In the very things that you said, so that this submission thing doesn't become, um, you know, a, a thing where uh, a husband leads yeah. by submitting to his wife right 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 and exactly because, because you can't if, if that role is head and um, yeah and the one who is in authority has been given to you by God it's you it's really not transferable right it can't be transferred. sure, sure. I mean you can try mm -hmm. but this I would say the, the, the easier thing to do for men oftentimes is to do exactly that. Just, lay to, down. just to lay down yeah. and submit and let let, yeah. let her do what she wants to do. Happy wife, um, happy life. <laughs> well, that's the phrase, isn't it? But but at some point you're going to stand before God and answer for the way that you led in your home. Um, right. and, and, and it matters to him. You know, He's designed us a certain way and men need to sometimes um, do the hard thing. And, and it, it, you know, 
It's just we don't see it enough today because, yeah. again, the culture is telling us not to. The church half the time is telling us not to. Oh, sure. And our own, our own sin nature is saying, well, this is going to be way easier. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just go along and get along. Yeah. But this guy makes the point, and I think it's a good one, that uh, men are the uh, decision makers as heads in their marriage. And even when they lay down and let the wife do it, that's a decision they make. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 They're still deciding to not do it. No decision is a decision. Right. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Adam comes to mind. No, anyway. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, more now than ever, we, we have, you know, um, a big responsibility here as men to, you know, to model this well, mm-hmm. uh, to model it after Jesus, not after what we see in the world and the abuses of the world, because um, this is a God-honoring thing, and, it, and yeah. it really does benefit our families, and it benefits the church, and it benefits society. And so... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big call, and it's kind of a scary call today because you're probably going to be called lots of names if you if you do this. But um, but praise God, there's men in my life that have modeled it and are doing yeah. it, and you know that I'm that I have something to and, and, model and after. if if man is according to First Corinthians, and he is the image and glory of God, um, and the woman being the you know the image you know and glory of man. Uh, but if man is the image and glory of God, then the expression of, of his maleness in love and, 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 and all this, um, the expression of his role is very important to the expression of the glory of God. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I think it, it should be celebrated. The differences between right. men and women are such a cool thing. Yep. To yeah. erase that and to get rid of it, you know, I especially... You know, when I think about what women are like and how God has made them and, and the, the design that's there, it's such an incredible thing. Right. I, I do not want my wife to be like a man in, at all. Agreed. And that's, yeah, I mean, she, but, but, but that's almost become the celebrated thing. Like, the sure. more that she can become like a man, the more a man can become like a woman. We're supposed to get excited about that. It's like, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's not exciting to me <laughs> at all. And we see that from the beginning, too. Yeah. You know, God creates man, and it's like, it's not good for man to be alone. He creates woman, and he's like, this is very good. Like, he thinks it's cool, too. He thinks yeah. the differences yeah. Yeah, that he has put it. together, <laughs> like he's digging it, you know? So we should, too. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's all I got, fellas. That's all you got? There ain't no more? Hey, Chad, yeah. is that a Rasta bookmark hanging out of your Bible, dude? <laughs> no, it's not a Rasta bookmark. He showed us this before. It was a gift. Yeah. This came from a missionary. I've had it for probably, I don't know, 30 years in my Bible. <laughs> It's a, a missionary. They're retired now, but at the time they were missionaries to China, like underground, you know, smuggling Bibles, doing illegal things. And um, they were friends of my uh, my folks, so you know, family friends. And they came one time and they handed out these bookmarks mm-hmm. as a reminder that when you see the bookmark to pray for them. That's awesome. And so I'm just, it's a cool bookmark, but I've yeah, always had it in my Bible just because of that. Cool. Now I feel bad that I made a joke about it. <laughs> it's very nice, man. <laughs> Terry, do you have parting thoughts? No, I'm just, uh, I'm glad that, um, I, I, I think that there are a lot of, uh, that it's very common for churches to just not want to deal with this, to just kind of morph the way that the, the, the culture pushes it, or the way that is the most comfortable, and uh, so I'm, I'm just appreciative um, that you guys you know, when you got this, because uh, I didn't expect that you, you know, blow this up and, you know, talk about because, because, I mean, this is really, and I think I sit, led this, you know, on the email I sent to you, this is the highway to the danger yeah, zone, I agree. because this, uh, I mean, even talking the about the gateway these, drug, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so yeah, so um, I'm I'm just grateful that uh, that uh, the pastors are, were uh, not only willing to do this because they could have been willing and not done this, but they were actually eager to do this because of their commitment to what the Bible teaches. And I, I appreciate that about you guys. I really do a lot. And you. you guys should too. And I know you do. Yeah. I, so love, I love that. I, I know that all these guys, you know, um, are, are big on this, that we take this extremely seriously. We talk, and you may not hear it from the pulpit, you know, every week, but like premarital counseling, which we do quite a bit of. I just finished one. This right here, what, what like you heard us talk about, this is the primary focus of the entire premarital counseling is this stuff right here and getting it right mm -hmm. and having an understanding of how God views it and has intended it. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And making sure that husband or uh, perspective, what do you call those, uh, where they're engaged, that the husband, that the fiancés, the couple, that the woman and the man are on the same page about this stuff. Right. Because yeah. if there's not, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be enough uh, cultural pushback to whatever split there is there exactly. is going to get right. bigger. Right. Right. No, if, they, if this isn't gotten, like it, it's going to just mess everything else yep. up. Mm -hmm. Even that question that I Agreed. asked that, you know, is this a woman that you can love the way Jesus has told you to love? And is this a man that you can submit to? And if it's not, <laughs> right. I mean, there's no, there's no basis for marriage here. I mean, this has got to be there from the start. Um, not only uh, a willingness, but like a commitment to this. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys for doing this. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Appreciate, appreciate that. Thanks for bringing up the conversation. It didn't hurt too bad, right? Like we didn't yeah. like put you on blast or anything. Like we probably even agree. Well, I knew we agreed before we got here. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know that we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, be it's better. Like, let, yeah, right. Might as well let other people get pulled into it too. We, we did get a comment uh, from Jacques, um, who just joined us, and he says, "Nice to see the whole gang." The whole, game? the whole game. How about that? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're part of the gang. Oh, You're in the really? club. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to pray? Yeah. I'll pray. All right. God, thanks for today and uh, our discussion um, that we're able to have. Pray that it's, uh, that it's beneficial uh, to people, uh, that it's glorifying to you. But uh, more than that, just pray that you would help us um, just as believers um, and anybody tuning in um, who is a believer in Christ, that you would help us. Uh, to represent these things well in society, that you would give us um, just boldness that we need uh, to stand for the truth of what the Bible teaches, um, and that you would help us ultimately just to believe what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Um, God, help us uh, in our endeavor, uh, in our own marriages, to uh, present uh, a picture of the gospel, shine the light of the gospel through uh, the way that husbands and wives interact with one another, um, and help us... Um, just to be aliens in a strange land uh, as, as biblical truths are, are more and more um, shoved to the side. So help us to stand for what's right and to stand for what's true and to do so uh, in a way um, where we're loving and we're pointing people to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. See you. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.